0: Hello, I'm Mel, and I'm Steph, and this is East Asia for All, a podcast
1: about the East Asian pop culture and media that you love. We're both working on our PhDs in Chinese history, but we also study and teach about East Asia in general. If you're listening right now, you, like us, probably also have an addiction to East Asian pop culture and media. Between the two of us, we've lived on and off in China, Taiwan, and Japan
0: since 2007, So we're taking our love for East Asia, our experiences there, and the knowledge we've gained in the ivory tower, and making it available beyond our classroom
1: walls. Hello everyone, and welcome to East Asia for All. Today we're going to be talking about Zhang Yimou's 2002 film, Hero.
0: We're pretty excited, because
1: not only is Hero a great movie... It's so beautifully filmed. Yes.
0: But it's also about Chinese history...
1: And we are Historians of China. Yes. It's
0: about the Qin Emperor, or Qin Shi Huang, who's often called the first emperor of unified China, and who founded the Qin dynasty in 220 BCE.
1: And the film Hero is reasonably historically accurate. Um, I watched it as an undergrad as part of a Chinese history class.
0: And we also showed part of Hero for a guest lecture in a pre-modern world history class it gave us a really great platform to discuss ancient China and how early empires functioned.
1: So get ready, folks. We're putting on our historian hats today.
0: (laughs) Very much so. So let's lay the scene at the beginning of the film.
1: Yeah, so it starts during what's called the Warring States period. There were multiple small states that were in the central eastern part of modern China around the Yellow and Yangtze River Valleys. And we'll put a map in the show notes to make that more clear for folks.
0: So during this time, there were seven major states fighting for supremacy, and the Qin, led by Qin Shi Huang, was just
1: one of them. Qin Shi Huang and the Qin eventually conquered the other six states and founded the Qin dynasty.
0: But the Qin dynasty only lasted for 15 years.
1: Which really begs the question why are we even bothering to talk about it? I mean, my car is 14 years old already and going strong, and it could literally last longer than the Qin Dynasty. So, why? Your car
0: will <laughs> yeah. likely last longer than the Qin Dynasty. <laughs> it's so true. So, even though the Qin Dynasty was so short, it is incredibly famous. There have been a lots of movies and television shows made about it, and it's probably the source of the modern-day English word China.
1: So why all the fuss? Well, first of all, Qin Shi Huang had the terracotta army built for his tomb, very famous, and also built sections of the system of walls in North China known as the Great Wall. So he quite literally left a monumental physical trace of his rule.
0: And he also implemented a lot of practices that lived on well past his rule, including standardized written script, coinage, and measurements.
1: Maybe most importantly, though, Qin Shi Huang was the first emperor in this area of the world and established the first empire in present-day China.
0: So before that, the rulers of different states in that area called themselves kings
1: or wang. But Qin Shi Huang united all those kingdoms to create an empire, so he called himself the emperor, Huang Di.
0: So as a film, Hiro really grapples with this transformation from kingdom to empire. So maybe we should talk a little bit about
1: the film. Right, so Hero premiered in 2002 in China and Hong Kong and it made its way to the U.S. theaters by 2004, and it was directed by Zhang Mo,
0: Who, by the way, is from Xi'an where Qin Shi Hong's tomb in the terracotta
1: army was discovered. Exactly. And if you're familiar with Hong Kong cinema, you'll recognize some of the movie stars in Hero, including Tony Lung, Maggie Chung, and Donnie Yen. Um, Jet Li and Zhang Ziyi, for example, are from Beijing, but these other actors are from Hong Kong. The point is, it's an all-star cast of epic proportions.
0: Yes, and the plot is loosely based on real historical events. It retells the story of an assassination attempt on Qin Shi Huang.
1: So the protagonist, played by our beloved Jet Li, is called nameless throughout the film, but he's based on the historical figure Jin Ke, who plotted with Prince Dan of the Kingdom of Yan to assassinate Qin Shi Huang.
0: He was killed in the attempt, and spoilers, that's also (laughs) what happens to Nameless. I mean, this movie came out more than 15 years ago, right? Longer than the Qing Dynasty ago. So you should have seen it by now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should rush out immediately (laughs) and watch it if you have not. Stop here. Um, Yeah, so Nameless dies sadly at the end of the film, but not before a series of very artistic and poignant scenes.
0: Yes. One thing that we love about Hero is the beautiful cinematography. At the beginning of the film, Nameless arrives at Qin Shi Huang's court with the intent to assassinate him. Now, Qin shou Huang is aware of this and deeply suspicious. And so the framing device of the film is that they have a conversation about who he is and why he's
1: arrived. And in the course of their conversation, the story of how Nameless came to this position of assassin is told through a series of vignettes.
0: And the color scheme of these vignettes is crucial, too. This is another aspect of the really amazing cinematography. Exactly. So Qin shou Huang's perspective has a blue color scheme. Jing Ke, or Nameless, is Red, Broken Sword.
1: Who is another assassin played by the actor Tony Lung.
0: Yes. So his perspective, or Broken Sword's perspective, has a green color scheme.
1: And as far as we can tell, the scenes which have a white color scheme are unbiased, or something close to the truth.
0: We could talk forever about how beautiful Hero is, from the color schemes, to the music, to the martial arts. But one of the things that we really want to highlight is how the events in Hero tell us a lot about this ancient period of history in which empires were sprouting all over the world.
1: And one of the components that many empires had was a universalizing ideology.
0: Ah, yes. The good old universalizing ideology.
1: A universalizing ideology is really important in how a lot of empires function because it's a set of ideas that theoretically could include or bring in anyone of any culture.
0: So instead of having a smaller, limited ideology that only applied to people living in a certain area or worshiping a certain God, a universalizing ideology could
1: apply to anyone. A classic example of a universalizing ideology in our contemporary world would be the Latter-day Saints, commonly referred to as the Mormon Church. You don't need to have been born into an LDS family to become a Latter-day Saint. They're happy to convert anyone. Anyway, if you watch Hero, you will see that the universalizing ideology is Tianxia, which the movie translates as Our Land. You could also translate it as Everything Under the Sky.
0: Both translations convey some of the inclusiveness and universality of the idea. So now instead of having a Zhao territory, Wei territory, and Chu territory, there's simply a unified Chinese territory, or in this case, the Qin territory it conveys the idea that all these different peoples are actually part of one unified people and they occupy a unified land.
1: The idea makes it seem like there should be one unified state instead of multiple smaller states. So
0: this is obviously a really important idea. It began a long history of having a large unified state in the area of present-day China.
1: And this really connects with the ideology used by the current ruling government of China and to the context in which Hero was made in the early 2000s.
0: Right. So how this universalizing ideology was used by Qin Shi Huang is, I think, pretty clear in the film. Coming out of the Warring States period, there was a lot of unrest. And as Nameless, who, by the way, in the film, eventually comes around to the side of Qin Shi Huang, Nameless says in the film, quoting Broken Sword, the people have suffered years of warfare. Only the king of Qin can stop the chaos by uniting all under heaven.
1: Right, so this universalizing ideology is used to justify some pretty brutal acts in the film, and it's not too far off the bat with historical justifications as well.
0: But in the context of the contemporary People's Republic of China, this is doubly significant. So remember, when the movie was made and released in the early 2000s, The Tiananmen Square Massacre, in which student and worker protesters were tragically killed by the government, wasn't that long ago.
1: And for those of you who aren't familiar, these protests took place in the summer of 1989, when students gathered in Beijing demanding that the Communist Party hear their voices and consider their opinions on the direction China was going.
0: A lot of that was in response to the new economic policies introduced by Deng Xiaoping after Mao's death, called the Reform and Opening Up Period beginning in
1: the late 70s and early 80s. And also remember that Hong Kong had just been handed back over to the People's Republic of China in 1997. So close Five to three yeah. Exactly. So and that was from British colonial rule handed back to the People's Republic of China. So this was a time when the idea of what China meant, what direction it should go, and who it included was really, really hotly contested.
0: So was Hero really speaking into that conversation? Or was it just a fun martial arts film?
1: Well, here's a quotation from actor Tony Lung, who, as we said, played Broken Sword in a 2002 interview right when the film came out. Quote, I agree with the message of peace and human kindness in the film. For example, during the June 4th incident, he's referring to Tiananmen Square, I didn't join in any demonstrations because what the Chinese government did was right to maintain stability, which was good for everybody. End quote.
0: Yeah. Now, Lung claims that he was misquoted, But from the archived news articles we can find, which we'll link to in the show notes, multiple news outlets covered this quotation and the intense backlash that followed.
1: And that's just one actor. But even the final title card of the film seems to end on this generally optimistic note about unity above all else. It read, quote, the King of Qin went on to conquer all of the six kingdoms and unite the country. As China's first emperor, he completed the Great Wall to protect his subjects. This was more than two thousand years ago. But even now, when the Chinese speak of their country, they call it our land. End quote. Tianxia. Yes. And that's not even technically historically correct. He no. didn't complete it. <laughs> no. What are they no. talking about? <laughs> I don't okay. Know. So <laughs> yeah,
0: it is a solidly optimistic and somewhat historically inaccurate take on
1: what was a pretty brutal process. Yeah. And there's definitely some criticism of the film for that out there.
0: Now, despite its flaws, we both really enjoyed Hero. It's
1: true. Um, besides how beautiful and fun Hero is to watch, it also has a good deal of history, including historical technology and innovation, which we don't even have time to cover here.
0: So we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions on any aspect of Hero or Qin Shi Huang. Leave comments on our blog, email us, or find us on social media. We're on both Twitter and Facebook at East Asia for All.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: In wrapping up, we'd like to thank the University of California Santa Cruz Humanities Institute for their generous funding and support.
1: If you like East Asia for All, you could really help us out by telling others about the podcast and leaving a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at East Asia for All or visit our website, EastAsiaForAll.com, for show notes and more information about the podcast. We're lucky that we don't need funding or donations right now, but we could use your support in getting the word out. Thanks.